if I see a cop in the street getting beaten up, I told my husband, we got to stop. We got to jump in because if I, yeah. even if I get my ass kicked, yeah. I'm going to do it because You're you got to do what you got to do. You're always blue, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm from with all my heart. You know, with people don't understand heart. that even like, and you still have uh, family members on the job, but you, the police department feels like your family, even if you don't have blood relatives on it. And it really, like, seeing what's happening now really breaks your heart, you know? It does. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, All right. So I bring her in the sixth time and final time. And I, and I tell her, listen, I spoke to your daughter. She speaks very well by the, you know, by, by the way, if you want to know. But she never, she never was present for court-ordered visitation with the kids. Never. She did not go. By the way, I told her she speaks very well. A very intelligent little girl. And she told me what happened. What? She says, what? She told me what happened. So right now, you know, I went like this. Let's cut the bullshit out. You know, the jacket's out of the box. Everything is there. Let me hear what you got to say. Let's go. She got a little dramatic there, right? She went, I guess maybe the pressure I was putting on her was a lot. And yeah. then the court and then CPS was putting on pressure on her. They cut her food stand, social security. Wow. So now she, I said, okay, who did it? El papá de los ne del nene. The, the, her son's father did it. We'll call him John. He did it. I said, what did he do? What happened? Please tell me. He was mad at me because I had an abortion. I went to Santo Domingo and I had an abortion. It was twins. It was his twins. I came back and I got pregnant again. And I had twins. And he was furious. He would rape me. He would beat me. He would lock the two little ones in the closet. And then one day I threw him out. I said, get out, get out. And he says, oh, yeah? Guess what I'm going to do? This way I said. He took off the little girl's diaper. He inserted his finger in her several times. He attempted to do it to the, to, to the second child, but she chased him off with a broom. Did it ever occur to her to call the police? That never occurred He said, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Oh. Which, you know what, after you hear, a, you know, I'm not going to stick up for her because I'm not going to do that. But after I heard her life and what she went through, she was extremely manic, depressed. She didn't care if she lived or died. You know, being with the children. Right. So did she know about calling the cops? I think she knew it, but she didn't just want to face it, you know? But she she did not want to face she's it. She's probably the type of person that shouldn't have had kids, obviously, right? Exactly. She shouldn't have kids right. at all. She didn't want them, but she had them, and they were... They were four, she didn't know who to give them to. She wanted to give them away to her family and no one would take custody of them. Right. Well, we videotaped her. We got the confession. We videotaped her. And um, she got arrested, went to jail, brought the father in. I arrested him, didn't give me a statement. Got snot, snotty or nasty, and nasty with me. So, you know, I, I collared him. We were... About four months go by. I said, let me call. 
it's been a while. Let me call because I, you know, I sent you my bio. I investigated by the time I retired over a thousand child abuse cases. Right. I mean, these aren't cases that I refer from B5 to another precinct for investigation. These are cases that I investigated. Right, so right. in the meantime, there's so many cases that came in. So I spoke to the district attorney, assistant district attorney. So what happened? She was a little reluctant, him and the Hamid. And I said, oh no, this can't be good. What happened? Well, she got 10 years. Wow. Okay, did she plead out? Yes, she pled out. They took away her paternal rights and she got 10 years. I said, what about him? I was expecting five to 10. He got three months. I, I couldn't believe that when I read that on your, uh, your case notes that he got three months. I mean, that, that, I mean, that seems like a slap on the wrist for this guy, you know? This is their reasoning. <sighs> they did not want her to plead out to get a lesser sentence. They did not want her help for a lesser sentence because they wanted to make sure she paid for the fact that she is their mother and it is her job to defend those children, to protect those children. Right. And by her not taking them to the hospital for care, they could have died. And, Absolutely, yeah. they, didn't want, and they didn't care about him. They didn't care about him. But how about, the fact, months, how about the fact that he, uh, he raped her also? Was well, it wasn't true? rape. It was the finger, which is... No, no, I'm, so, I'm talking about he raped the, the mother. Uh -huh. No, no, no. That's, that's debatable, according to them. We're not going to deal with that right now. Okay. That's debatable. Right. Which these is like, are, uh, you know, wow. These are uh, uh, cases that um, people in the outside world that live a normal, say, nine-to-five existence, they would never understand this whole thing. What you Wait a minute. I got to tell you the results of the exam. They had to put the girls under anesthesia to get a physical exam. They found out that baby number one had a, her hymen had been broken. She had healed fractures, especially on the pelvis, either by a step on or whatever. Um, her femur was fractured and healed. Wow. And they had to operate her internally, gynecologically, so that she could function. Right. You know, so it could be okay for her when she became an adult to function as an adult, you know, to have sex or whatever. That's, that's not uncommon in child abuse cases to have uh, healed injuries, healed broken bones, right? Healed contusions. And, but a sharp uh, child abuse investigator, doctor, We'll look into that because, exactly. uh, you know, we, it's, we had a case one time where uh, we would always get the, the child asphyxiation. You know, when we had like a uh, two and a half month old baby that was uh, in St. Luke's and, and, it, and it was dead uh, from asphyxiation. And this is where the job of being a detective or a cop or a boss in homicide is very difficult. The cops from the 3 precinct were... Um, letting the mother hold the baby, the dead baby. And to us in homicide, this was a potential murder. So I had to go over to the cops in the 3-0 and say, why did you let the mother hold the baby? Why did you let her in? This is a potential homicide investigation. And I said the same thing to the supervising doctor. So they gingerly took the baby away from um, right mother. And right. we took the mother and father back to the precinct and they confessed to... Uh, murdering the baby and 
it's a tough call, right? Tough it call. is. To do that, it but is. But you want to know something, Bill? I have to speak for myself for the detectives of the Manhattan Special Victim Squad, child abuse student, and homicide. The best trained detectives in the world, in the country. We go in and it's like looking through a computer, a matrix computer. This got to get done. This got to I got to remember that. I got to remember that. Wait a minute. This, this, this. Okay, let's go. That's the way it is. That's the way we you understand. Are. That, are well, you're, so, you're so right. And it's so great when you have people that just so know what they're doing that you don't even have to tell them what to do. They're doing it right in front of you. And I remember we worked, you know, you always hear about these elite units out of 1PP, like major case. They would come and work on a case with us, yeah. and they would just—they would really be in awe of the Manhattan North Homicide Detectives. They exactly. Really and I exactly. mean, they hear this, they'll probably say, "Oh, that's bullshit." No, it's not bullshit. I could see you guys. I couldn't believe what you were seeing, you know. And that's a fact. Special victims. Some of the greatest. John Sabino. My God, what a great detective he was. Tacky, right? Eddie Tacky. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, Robert Buser, Julia Collins, Irma. Oh, so many of them. I mean, all of them. All hate, of them. I hate Fantastic. To about Maddie Thorson, who was one oh of my detectives in Amazon. Yes. She was in some special victims. Number and one. It was, it was such such great training to work on those cases, even though it took such a uh, toll on on you as a human being. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I mean, this. You, you ever check on the kids? that you had cases on years later? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you brought that up because a few years, like about a year or two later, they were in court, they were getting adopted. The little girl was seven. She got adopted by a wonderful, beautiful woman who was a foster mother. The twins got adopted out. I went to court wow. one time on a different case and the um, corporation counsel attorney says, look, do you remember them? Oh my gosh, the little girls were running around playing tag. We're here right now, they're getting adopted. Wow. I went, oh my God, and the little boys too. I went, oh my goodness. I was so happy. That's, that's like you feel so elated and you feel, yes, oh my gosh, awesome. You know, you, you wonder in, in a horrendous, horrendous case like that, if those kids uh, can ever have a normal life. You know, I, I'm not talking about they may have a great family, but psychologically, can they overcome? Uh, you know, those wounds that they suffered uh, living in that horrendous situation, you know? Yeah, it takes a lot of counseling. I believe they were going to counseling. A little girl was going to counseling. The boy did have ADHD. He didn't suffer any trauma from sexual abuse. Right. Just by neglect from the mom. Yeah. And being locked in a closet. Hey, but, um, I wouldn't want to I be locked in a closet, you know? <laughs> That's pretty scary, right? For a seven-year-old. Come on, that's old school. Who does that closet? now to a kid? I mean, that that that's horrendous, you know. I, mean, I know it's so scary. Poor babies. So how how do you feel now uh, that you know you're a retired member of the service? You've been out now for uh, wow. I've been out for fifteen years. This 15 September. How does that feel? It, it took me a while to get jump started on my life because you take, you know. You have to take charge and you have to say, what do I have? It was depressing. Oh my, I'm up here. Now I'm down here. Oh my gosh, what do I do? There's no life. There's nothing. There's no place for me to go. Blah, blah. Then after a while, my grandchildren are being born. I've got three dogs, a cat. I'm adopting another dog. My right. husband's a saint to be living with me. He's a sweetheart. He's my rock. Right. I go travel. I'm having a freaking great time. I got the mouth. I got to watch it. 
<laughs> and you know, I could tell people when they're bullshitting, I stand back and walk away. I, I'm not, I'm not. Is it, isn't it funny how you can use those skills in everyday life? You know, uh, those intelligence skills. It's amazing. Reading Especially skills. the cursing skills. The yeah. cursing skills. Yeah. I'm down by 95% of cursing. <laughs> I'm down. I'm still there, but it's coming down. <laughs> well, that, that, that's good, man. You, and you did uh, 22 years? 20, uh, 22 years, yes. 22 years. Wow. And your first grade detective, so, you know. Yes. That, you look, you earned every bit of your pension. Hopefully, you'll live to 105, you know. Oh, I intend to. 85, <laughs> 90, I'm good. <laughs> make yeah, the, definitely. Make oh, city. gosh. Sorry. Okay. Make the city pay okay. you for a long, long time, you know. They are going to pay. They are going to pay my husband who got out. He got out of line of duty. He did 32 years, right? I read your husband. Wow. That's yeah. a long, I did almost 27. Just under, And I think that's a long time, you know. And my uh, <sighs> last nine and a half in homicide. So, that, you know, it takes its toll on you. But it does. You know, you know, when you leave, you're real sad when you leave, you know. And then a couple of weeks, a couple of months later, you're like, you don't want to look back. I didn't want to look back, you know. I didn't know exactly. I didn't mean you know, yep. say, Oh, I miss it. I don't miss it at all, you know. Getting up for the details. Yeah. Getting yeah. up for the voting, primary you got, voting. You gotta you get up at to, four. Sandy, you've got to say this fitting in your uniform. <laughs> right? I, we I, all put I, on some pounds after a while, right? How are we gonna fit into that uniform? <laughs> nah. <laughs> no more. It's okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Even though well, my husband Sandy, still has his uniform. That was uh, that was a fantastic uh, case presentation you did. And uh, thank you so much. This thank is you, uh, well, this is part of our podcast, Police Off the Cuff. But these episodes are going to go for our special Patreon customers before I release them out to the uh, general public. And these oh, are, are what's called these are real time uh, crime stories, real crime stories. And today I had retired. Manhattan Special Victims first grade detective, Sandy Rubino. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show. You have any final words you'd like to say before we uh, end this? You see something, say something. You hear something, say something. Please don't let child abuse go yeah, without you saying something. If you experience it, if you see it, just say something to somebody anonymously. I'd like to thank you very much for having me on. I'm very honored. I hope this was like a therapy session almost. You know? It was. I thought it was going to be bad. Really? I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to Dr. Cannon. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sandy. Thank you. Take okay. care. Bye. Bye.